Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Jose. And we are fresh off of our adventure of the week at Phoenix Comic Fest. (laughs) Don't get the name wrong. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. No, and now next year, it's going to be Phoenix Fan Fusion. Oh, God. Stupid name. Which is... (laughs) They can't seem to pick a name, a correct, a good name. They're too afraid of getting sued. Why not just go with Phoenix Comic Convention? Exactly. Problem solved. <laughs> they don't have to say but con. Nope. Right. But and, nope, and they want to go with Phoenix Fan Fusion. Weird. Yeah, they announced that when they did. Because they did a huge press conference. What was it? Sunday at like 7 in the morning about the fire alarm being pulled. Yeah. And that, that that's when they announced it. Like they, they made sure to insert that in for some reason. Yeah, and that was funny because you and I were sitting there all weekend. And we were like, "Man, after last year's events with the JDF potential shooter and and everything, we were like, this this convention is it's boring. Like, there's no excitement going on. And then it's the like fire business alarms. as usual. <laughs> and then Saturday night, without a fail, the fire alarm gets pulled. So, but it's not a Phoenix Comic Con Comic Fest fusion. <laughs> yeah, without it being pulled, it happens every year. Pretty much, almost it's every year. Yeah, starting to become um. It's like becoming a, tradition. Yeah, tradition. Someone pulled the fire alarm, huh. as is tradition. So I'm surprised they waited till like almost the end to pull it. Yeah, they yeah, didn't pull well, it like in the middle well, or what? Well, yeah, well, they, they waited till the day was over. Yeah, yeah, they, they wanted to get their full Saturday out of it because <laughs> they weren't coming back. I think I have a theory that I think it was someone who was in the masquerade that wasn't uh, ready, completely done with their costume, so they pulled it so that way they didn't have to mess around they didn't have to be disqualified what a dick <laughs> and it, you're why are you robotic <laughs> I don't know Jose. I'm hiding my voice oh you're trying to oh, be serious I'm gonna pull the fire alarm I'm gonna run away I'm gonna run away but I don't know like, I've never even got an official word on what it was I was reading on Twitter people were saying that it was a it was some kind of chemical reaction in the the north building, and so why did it go off? Chemical reaction, huh? How, how come it went off then? We don't did know. Pull it off. Nobody knows why it went off. Like that's they never. I don't think they ever said. Uh, if they did, I never heard. But when I was reading on Twitter, people were saying that it was some kind of like chemical reaction that happened in in the in the north building or west building, and it set off the mm. fire alarms. Um, it was all the it was all the fucking nerd sweat, no deodorant <laughs> wearing. It all mixed together into this into this horrible chemical that was burning the eyes, and the alarms right. went off. That that picture with the with the uh, furry that I took, I'm surprised he didn't smell like yuffing Funk? stuff. Yeah, yeah. What was that, Jose? Are you uh, <laughs> are you looking to, to adventure to the furry side? <laughs> no, like all day I was like, I need to get a picture with a furry. And then every time I saw one, I'm like, I don't want to take a picture with a furry. <laughs> and then 
uh, the alarm went off and we're all outside. And so I saw one. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a picture. And I saw like, one. Hey, Mr. Furry Man, can I, I didn't get say, a photo with you? I didn't say anything like that. I was like, can I get a photo with you? And that's it. Cause <laughs> Ooh, I was, a bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he was a horse. You should have, no, no, he, the, the horse was talking about you. You should have pulled out his. You should have pulled out your phone and interviewed him and asked him like, "How do you get your fursana? How do you establish your fursana?" Oh God! Go go through the motion so that way you know what to expect. Because everybody <sighs> knows that you know you're so interested in becoming a furry. <laughs> you're just right I'll, there I'll, in that, on that line. I'll just ask Brent. Yeah, Brent. I mean, Brent's a credible source. He's a, is definitely an incredible source about <laughs> about furry and furry activities. The furry com- um, community. Yeah. <laughs> he's a card-carrying member. I don't know no, if he's just... actually a card-carrying member, but he's a does member he nonetheless. Like, does he do it like he's a detective? Yep, he's a he pu- detective. He pulls out his, his badge and his ID? <laughs> yep, he pulls out oh, his badge and ID. <laughs> and his furry gun? <laughs> detective Lindy Furry Society. <laughs> Oh, but um, but yeah. So, I guess since we're talking about the fire alarm pole already, and we're talking about all of this, on our Facebook page, I posted yesterday a photo that said a picture is worth a thousand words, and you have to listen to this episode to find out what that is about. Well, good friend of the show and listener Dan Miles doesn't know who Scott Snyder is at all. And that's okay. So, and I think he and I think he actually refuses to learn who he is. Why? So I, I rode to the convention with Eric, our buddy Eric. He's been on the show. He tells me, I'm going to go to a streamer meetup over at Tilted Kilt. I'm like, all right, cool. That's fine. I'll just go up to the food court, get some dinner, and chill out. And Dan was like, I'll join you. So me and Dan are sitting there in the food court eating, and uh, the alarm goes off. We go outside with everyone else, and Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, and Galapian walk past us, and they're somewhere in the back. And Dan's like, I'm going to go smoke. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I'm sitting on the ledge outside of the convention center. Dan goes to go smoke, and then he comes back, and then I see Scott Snyder. And when I took the picture, I did not realize Dan was in the picture until after I looked at it. So I take the picture, and then I hear I hear Dan's fucking grumbly smoker voice, excuse me, and I see him put his arm out. And like push someone aside, and I, I'm like, oh my gosh! It took a minute to register, and Scott Snyder goes, Scott Snyder goes, oh, I'm sorry, and moves out of the way, and I'm like, Dan, what are you doing? And he's like, what? I was like, that's Scott Snyder. He's like, so? I was like, you can't do that. You can't put your hands on Scott Snyder. You can't tell him to get out of your way. And Dan get goes, the fuck out of my way. Dan goes, I don't give a fuck who he is. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. He, I was like, Dan. And he's like, he's just a man. He puts his pants on one leg at a time like everyone else. I don't give a fuck who he is. I'm like, oh, my God. You can't you can't do this, Dan. You can't do this. To Scott Snyder. Dan's like this. Like Scott nerd. Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> like nerd royalty. And he's just like, get the fuck out of the way and pushes him. Like, I was expecting, like, Scott Snyder to give like a LeBron James type flop where he just like flops over and be like, oh my God. And he got pushed over, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the shittiest part of the weekend was, was Saturday night when the fire alarm got pulled. 
But other than that, like the convention went off without a problem. I think the longest I waited to get in for security was maybe ten minutes. Like it wasn't, it what wasn't time did you terrible. Get there? Um, I've been there. Let's see. I got there at like noon. Oh, that's I got fine. there at noon on Friday. I got there at ten a.m. on Saturday. But even Saturday felt like it wasn't busy at all. No, like, I don't think it was either. When I, when I walked got, in on Saturday, I didn't even wait in line longer than to get in a minute and a half. What street did you go on? Like, uh, what what interest did you use? I, well, I took Washington. the light rail, so I came off of 3rd Street. Yeah, that's what I did, too. Like, really? watched in the 3rd Street. Because it yeah. took me, like, about like half an hour to get in. Nope. It didn't take me any mm. time at all. Did you have bags? I had, I had my wristband. Yep, I had my bag. They checked my backpack. I even had to get wanded because... Apparently, I yeah. have something metal in me that she couldn't find. But your metal <laughs> hip. You should have yeah. said, "I'm happy. I'm happy to see you." Yeah, <laughs> I miss her. Trust me, it just means I'm happy to <laughs> see you, little love. <laughs> <laughs> you little rascal. You little rascal, you. But, but yeah, I mean, it just she. It didn't take any time at all to get in for me. We actually so, had um. One of the security guards that was like, you know, checking the bags and stuff, he just left. Like our line, he he just just left. left Like whatever, yeah. (laughs) And we're all standing there, like, what the fuck? What happened? And he was gone for like ten ten minutes. He's like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm going to (laughs) smoke break. It was him and some other guy who left, and he they're left the post, and we couldn't get any farther. Fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> Go I quit. Break. Fuck this shit, there's, I'm out. There's too many nerds here. <laughs> Nerd fest. Yeah, it was that, I, I think that happened on Saturday. And on Friday, there was a lot of people there. So it like, took me like about 35 to 45 minutes to get in. It was crazy because I got there like around 1030 on Saturday or Friday. So I don't know. Because I had shitty lines. And security guards who just leave their post. I didn't find any of that. I thought it was actually a lot better communicated this year than past years. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have any sort of issue getting into the convention this year like at all. Hmm. Well, I guess Maybe it's not it was bad. just my lucky day. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I just walked in both days. I should have just gone in on 2nd Street cuz it was really fast. Yeah, well like the first day like, the first day, it took me forever to get in just because there was poor communication on where you had to pick up your badge. So Thursday was kind of a mess. But other than that, I really had no problem. I think it took me, like, a minute just to pick up my badge, and that's it. But it, it took longer to just through the security gate. That's what took but, long. Well, while we were sitting there and evacuated for the uh, the fire alarm, it was pretty funny because the, the security guard, they were on the bullhorn, and they were kind of announcing what was going on and why we were being evacuated and people were talking and the security guard comes out of nowhere and he's like everybody shut the fuck up and listen <laughs> and like me and this other dude just started roasting him and i was like i didn't pay 150 dollars for some piss ant to tell me to shut up and you know we got we got in for press so i didn't pay anything but <laughs> we were just roasting this they dude. don't know that like the only thing that the only thing that phoenix comic-con like they put in a lot of a lot of protocols after last year's debacle with the JDF shooter and 
or potential JDF shooter and all that. And they put on a lot of a lot of security measures this year and a lot of plans in place to prevent something like that. And and it and they executed effectively. But the only thing is, is like they got to remember we're they're ushering us outside in May. It's hot out. So it took some lady to faint over on the side of the building I was on before they started offering people water. So we'd been outside for an hour already, and some lady fainted, and then they came out, and they're like, oh, here you go, everybody. Here's some water. Do you need some water? I just feel... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it you know, they got to be more responsible for it. Like, they need, it's Phoenix. It's 100 degrees out. They need to have, like, a water station set up outside. And they shouldn't be charging $4 a bottle of water. That's insane. That's a no. huge markup because you know they're going and they're buying them by the case at Walmart for $3, if that, or Sam's Club. And then they're marking them up. You're you're buying for one bottle of water, it's, a, it's the same price as an entire case, a 38-pack of water. Well, it's like when you go to a amusement park, it is. they always charge you know, for a lot. If I think since everybody was sitting outside, they weren't charging you, were they? Well, no. When when everyone got fi- pulled or got sent outside for the fire alarm, no, they weren't charging then. But just like in the convention center walking around, it was like, oh, well, $4 of water. And then they had that, that insane deal at the... Um, food court deal where it was like you can buy yeah you can buy this drink cup here that's a large for five dollars or you can buy this souvenir cup which is the equivalent of a small for twelve dollars and you can refill it up as much as you want that's crazy yeah well it's stupid because they don't monitor the the drink fountain drinks at the convention center at all there's too many people they can't so you you can just walk up there with any cup and get it refilled like who's stopping you yeah Man, if I would have known that, I would have just taken my own cup. <laughs> yeah, you have, your, you have a, you have a quick okay. trip cup, right? Yeah, he just, walks in with a, just a big gulp. We <laughs> talked like, about it. I got this here. Yeah, he walks in with one of those like quick trip fucking like 55 <laughs> a gallon. ounce coffee mug things, and he just fills it up, and away he goes, huh? I'll, I'll, I would have gotten um, one of those pumpkins when we were trick-or-treating when we were younger. Just fill that up with with soda. But other than that, like, I mean, I found some things inconvenient. Like, the fact that they shut off 3rd Street completely, it was a little bit inconvenient as far as, like, getting in and out. They've been doing that for, like, two years now. Well, no, because they shut off. When you go through the building and you come out by the hotels and you Mm -hmm. cross the street to go into the Hyatt, I think it's the Hyatt, that used to be open. Like, it wasn't shut off. Like, you could cross the street there. But they completely shut that off. Like you couldn't get out there now. Oh, I didn't go over there. I li- so I actually liked that they shut it off more because I mean, I didn't drive all the way there, so you know, I mean, so getting in and out I thought was easier, and there was less worrying about cars and people not paying attention. I thought I, I thought doing it that way actually made it better. Yeah, but like Saturday, like I thought sat for sure Saturday was going to be packed, but. I don't know how much of an effect, like you said, the events of last year had on the convention, uh, but it, it didn't seem like... The only time it felt like there was a ton of people is if you were in a smaller area. So, like, when you walked in, like, a food the food court, there was a shit ton of people there. And then when you walk out um, 
into the the hallway, the main hallway, before you go into the vendor hall. There was a ton of people floating around there, so it felt like it was it was very very crowded there. But other than that, when you walked into the vendor hall, it was like nobody was there. And even the hall of heroes, like I went up to the hall of heroes and it was completely dead. I think it's because this year it looked like they they they've diversified everything more. So they did more comic writers and artists and they did more bigger, you know what I mean? So I think it's because like last year, in the last couple of years, they had been focusing on just talent, like actors, the actors and, stuff, and yeah. the voice. So that, I think that's, that's, you know, and remember they had the, uh, like, I think what they had, like what John Cena and the Bella twins. And they had, the, no, you know that was I mean? that fan fest. That was fan fest. Yeah. But, but I think last year they had, uh, they had more actors there than they did this year. Like more, a lot, a wide variety of like. Big, I think it was the same amount. Actors. Honestly, I think it's the same amount of actors. But I think you're right. I think they they added equal parts comic book writers, and artists and celebrities, and then they also they also had like the authors. Instead of having authors have booths, they had a whole back section for them, and they had scheduled signings where they just came there. And did their signing. Like they had one big book booth where you could buy whoever's book you were looking for, and they were all set up there. And then the author just showed up at the the author signing area at certain times to sign, and that was it. Because last year their actors remember they had uh, Dick Van Dyke, they had J. Danny yes. Trejo, yeah, they they had. Uh, I just the, think they had a the dude bigger... who played Steve the Pirate from hmm. Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. um, Alan Tudyk. Like they had, uh, but this dudes year from Sons had, of Anarchy there though. They had uh, the Punisher there. Yeah, but this year they, you they, had Dave Batista, Michael Rooker. Well, he didn't show up. Who? Michael Rooker? Batista. Oh, he didn't show up. No, he was can- he canceled. Oh, and so did Val Kilmer. Kid. Yep. Well, I knew Val Kilmer canceled. Like they had Anthony Michael Hall. They had. They just, I think they had. They had bigger actor names last year. No, I think they had bigger action names this year, personally. No, real, no. I would say last year. Yeah. Think I think the biggest last year than this year. The biggest they one this year. Shatner? Th- that was the only biggest one this year. Last year, oh. like they had, uh, what's her name? Bonnie Wright from Harry Potter was there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, and can, I mean, can I, Tim Curry really talk? Booger was there last year. I mean, I guess it's to each your own opinion, but I think I personally think the the guest level was better this year than last year. I think comic wise, goes. see, I didn't. There was only one person that I almost kind of wanted to see, and it was the dude from Balls of Fury. Oh, Dan Vogler. Vogler. Everyone else, I was like, meh. Michael Rooker, that'd be cool, but meh. You know, Gun, meh. I'm all right with that. I don't know. I just, I mean, I felt like, I just felt like it was, I don't know, it was better this year. It had more people that I was interested in. But the problem is, is that they're, they're yeah, it's crazy because I was going to buy um, Jeremy Bullock's signature. And like four years ago, I I got a signature. It was like 30 bucks. This year it was 50. Well, because I have my Mallrats blueprints and they're signed by Brian O'Halloran, Kevin Smith, Mm -hmm. and Jason Mews. And I was going to get Michael Rooker to sign them, but it was $60 per item per signature. And I was like, I was like, I'm not paying that much money for that. Those signatures. Like that's ridiculous. I don't, I've never went for the actors and stuff though. I've always just gone for comic people. It depends on the actors. 
Yeah, me. and even the comic people though this year were it's like they're really cracking down on that. Like it's the first three books are free, or the first book is free. After that, it's five bucks. Eddie Grabnov you know, paid or didn't charge. Or the only, the only one he charged was Brian Nazarello. See, I had a lot of people that did that. That was the first book was free, and any additional book was five bucks. Just go Scott back to the Snyder and Scott <laughs> Snyder and Greg Capullo. The first three were free, and after that, it was five bucks a book. If you wanted a graded signature, it was twelve. Damn. Fifteen. Fifteen. They charged. They started charging fifteen. It was fifteen the whole time. No, because when the guy came through and told us when I was sewing in a line and I had you get in line with with me, he uh, said graded signatures were twelve dollars. Then they went down. <laughs> so because like when the because I stood in line, I ended up standing in line for him. Once for you, and one, well, I ended up standing in line twice for them. And like the dude in front of me, he ended up spending four hundred and fifty dollars on, on autograph at fifteen bucks an autograph. Well, I thought it was fifteen. I thought you said it was only fifteen for the private signing. It, no, it was the same price. That's why I ended up just paying CBCS fifteen bucks, and then I didn't have to stand in line. Like, if it's the same price, then I might as well just hand it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just got my personalized stuff, you know, by then, the ones that I stood in line for. Shut that dog up! Because, yeah, it was only... It was initial... It was $12 to have something CGC'd from them when I was in line. But that that's what I was wondering with... Gla- even with Jonathan Galapian, it was... First one was free. It was uh, an additional cost for everyone after that. So. That's so crazy. And I mean... I I I I understand. I don't agree with it. I understand it. I mean, they're trying to, you know, hey, half Squeeze these guys. Are money. Be, well, half these guys are taking these books and flipping them anyway. You know, they're getting a free signature and they're taking them and they're, you know, spending thirty bucks to have them graded and then they're selling them for you know one hundred and fifty dollars. Well, like, so I get I get they're they're trying to make a little bit of money. Well, like David Mussolini, I got him to sign my Iron Man Demon in a Bottle. Iron Man uh, 128. And he had a sign that says, David Mussolini is is um, pleased to sign anything you have, but and as much as you have, but he just won't sign any doubles of books. So this brings me to my, my issue, my huge issue with the convention. And it seems to be an issue that we, we find every year at conventions. And that's fucking convention etiquette. Because I, I can't stand vendors or exhibitors, as they call them, who go to the front of the line with a little short box full of books. Yep, I remember and that. And get things signed. And that happened to me with David Mussolini. I got Mussolini. I'm sitting there waiting just to get one book signed, and these two vendors in front of me have two short boxes full of books for him to sign, all different. And he was gonna sit there and sign them all. And I said, "Hey, dude, can I go in front of you? I only got one book, man. And you're gonna keep me here forever." And like hold up my convention schedule because you need to get all these. No, get the fuck out of here. I was in line. I was here first. You should have got here earlier. Are you really going to be that asshole? Like, seriously, you're going to be that guy that's going to tell me that, no, I can't go in front of you with one fucking book. It's going to take me five seconds to get his autograph. And I'm Say gone. that again, but it's Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> no. no. No, thanks. No. God. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Freaking idiot. You're really going to make me wait? Ugh. <laughs> Only so, one book, you freaking moron. So since we're talking about him, I'll tell my story with him. 
So I walked up. I had my I cracked my spider my Spidey three hundred, which was funny. Was okay. So I took my books to. I had that cracked, and then I had uh, another book cracked to get signed, and then I was getting them regraded. <clears throat> and uh, so it was me and Dan standing at the CBCS booth, and I I hand my books over. And the guy, you know, he takes the pliers and he cracks and he opens them up. Well, the way they vacuum seal them is where they vacuum seal them, it's super close to the edge of the uh, books. So the only way you get them open is if you got you got to razor knife them. And Dan was sitting there and, you know, and the dude is doing it. We've talked to him on the show. You know, Kevin's been on the show. He's a good dude. I've been, you know, dealing with him for a while now. And, uh, Dan, he started like, so he cracks it and, and then Kevin starts to slice it with the razor knife. Dan starts sweating. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I can't handle this. I was like, you can't handle what? You're just standing here. What do you mean you can't handle it? He's like, oh, I got to leave. I got to get out of here. And he starts pacing around because he, he thought that my, my books were going to get razor knifed. I was like, don't worry, dude. They're my books. I'm good. He's getting anxiety. He was. He was. He was having like a, a panic attack. Over. He actually had to walk off and leave, and then come back later after it was all done. But uh, so I walk. So I get him cracked, and I had uh, Spider-Man three hundred and First Taskmaster uh, to get signed by David Michelini. So there's a dude in front of me that had a a short box, kind of like Matt. But that that dude was cool. He's like, "Go ahead. You only got two books." I was like, "Awesome." So I'm standing there next to the witness, you know, and he's, he signs, signs him no problem. That dude takes out a short box with, and that guy signed everything. Well, I come back the next day to sit and talk about, okay, what's this going to cost? You know, how much is it? I got two more books to sign. He's like, at first they were like, hey, I got bad news for you. And I was like, what? He's like, there, David decided in the middle of yesterday that he wasn't going to honor his signature on anyone's book. So we can't, you know how it, get, you, it can get a yellow label that says it was witnessed at Phoenix Comic Fest on this date? Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to allow that to happen. What? What? Yeah. What the fuck? What? He's not doing so anything. He, would, he doesn't have to do anything. He Yeah, he just decided. So, like, so they came and they were like, yeah, you're going to have to pay. And then CBS was originally telling me, yeah, you're going to have to pay an additional an additional fee to have it verified even though we witnessed it and I was like oh <laughs> that's that stupid sucks that's really stupid that's... but like the dude behind me you know he he had I'm sure he was sending him off to get graded but he probably had a short box full of books that got signed and I was just like and that, that, that strikes what I wanted to talk about was I think what people need to do is there needs to be something up beforehand or people need to be paying attention to what's actually going on like you know, there's a guy standing next to me in a shirt that says CBCS. You know what I mean? Well, don't they have the, you know, did they have the red shirts? They were blue ones. Or blue ones? Yeah, yeah. he had a shirt on that said CBCS. Yeah, stupid. So he, that's when he should have said, hey, I don't mind signing this, but if you're going to get this graded, then no. Or hey, since you're getting this graded, kind of like what Capullo and stuff does, it's a fee something beforehand so that we're not you know people that want their books graded they're not screwed at the end i mean they they ended up going back and forth and talking to them and and anything to a point ended up getting honored like i was the last person that got honored 
that I, I, I eventually what happened was I still got them yellow labeled. But everybody after me, so like the dude that, that said, oh, you can go ahead and kind of like what happened to Matt, except for the opposite. That guy ended up getting screwed. None of his books were, are verified now or authorized, whatever you call it. Hmm. And you know what? He, I was the last person that they let do it. So I guess. But I just I, there needs to be something set up beforehand. And I know it's not the convention. I'm not blaming the convention, but artists need to know what is going on now so that they have rules in place i want this and this and this to happen and they need a sign well yeah and it's not the convention it's convention etiquette it's the person who's getting the stuff signed that should be the one that's responsible for that because no it should be the artist and the writer that's responsible for in placing what they are allowing and not allowing because like so i walked up i had a witness next to me i got my stuff signed if he didn't want it to be there should have been something there or something should have been said because I can't, I can't read the guy's mind. Well, in this, the guy that was in front of me didn't care. Because after he got his stuff signed, he was still loading his books back out of his little cart. I got my book back, back and I kind of trailed him back to his booth. And he put him right back in his booth to sell, autographed. So, like, that's that kind of thing like, annoys the shit out of me at conventions. Is that if you're there as a fan to get something signed... Like I mean, then you got these retailers or exhibitors in front of you that are just getting books signed to to sell at a higher markup, like to sell faster. Oh, it's already signed. You don't have to wait in line. Here you go. It's just rude. Like, let the person in front of you go. Let someone go and get their stuff signed so they can enjoy the rest of their convention and st- that they paid a pretty penny for instead of sitting there waiting to make your quick buck. You know. And in your situation, I under- agree a hundred percent. They should have. The artist and writer should have said, listen, beforehand, I'm not honoring CGC or CBCS signature witness, witness signatures. It should be in the program. When they give their little bio and it says amount co- or cost for signing, time for signing, it should say with an asterisk of not allowing CBCS or CBC or CGC witness signatures or asterisk allowing CBCS, CGC witness signatures. It should, you're 100% right. It should be listed there. Because I mean that I mean it's it it's it's it was a big deal to me you know what I mean because those are you know <laughs> those are books that I wanted you know I wanted graded you know I, and that was another discussion I had with Dan because <laughs> he doesn't understand the whole grading thing I know you guys you understand it but you don't agree with it right I yeah. I don't I choose not to grade my books me neither. Which which part of me goes after I do it all the time? I always go, you know, I could have, hundred eighty dollars. You know, I could have, you know, what kind I could have bought? Like a bunch of more books. <laughs> I could have bought that book that I wanted on the wall that I. They said that's too expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, I do. Like I said it before, if you're new to the show, I've said it before. I don't grade books. I I frame them and hang them up as art pieces, with the signature on them. Now, in that way, if I want to read the book, I can take it down off the wall, crack it open, and read it. It's not permanently in a slab where you can't do anything with it anymore it, yeah it but it's, it's not like you can, but it's not like you can't find it and read it i mean well yeah just because but, that one book is now in case that means you know you're not cut off from the from ever being able to ever read it again you have the ability and options to read it again but there's something about reading the original book with a spell it's a lot different from a new one it's an experience yeah, but you can read it online. You can buy two copies. Yeah, there's but a it's lot, also, there's, there's it's a lot also you can do. 
the nostalgia that goes with that though like especially like when you're you're hunting for that book like the thrill of the hunt like every now and then I'll I'll pull out my Spider-Man 121 and I'm like man like I remember how I remember finding this book at Ken's booth and then turning around and running right over to buy a a Stanley signature cuz I wasn't going to I was like man I already got one something signed by him and I was like I got to get this book signed I ran over, got a Stanley signature card, stood in line. Stanley got up with Todd McFarlane and let me hang in. Like it was the, it's the whole like story and experience. Yeah, but that's, that story doesn't that book. That story doesn't go away when it's encapsulated. No, <laughs> like, but I, it's I, I, like it's, okay, yeah. like like the book I'm looking at right now. I've got. I, I'm looking at it's graded, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh man, I stood in line for 15 hours for Todd to sign that. Oh, I went all the way to. San Diego Comic-Con so that, you know, Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlard could sign it. Oh, look, that's when Tony Moore was at Phoenix Comic-Con. Uh, he signed it. I I still have the same story and memory, it, and I'm holding, I'm holding it in my hand. It's just different when you're holding the raw book in your hand versus an encapsulated piece of plastic. I don't have a difference in it. Because I'm still looking at it, and I still have the same, the same memory comes up. It's not, it's not blocked or cloudy because it's graded. I get that little twinkle in my eye when mm. I'm holding the raw book, and I'm like, this is mm. amazing. That's when you get this a boner. Is where it's at. That's when I start to get a boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're three quarter his. It and doesn't then Jose feel as... walks up behind me and he's like, "Hey, I'm in line behind you." And then my boner goes away. <laughs> it doesn't feel the same when you're wearing a, uh, a condom, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sex feel the same when you're wearing a condom, Kyle. <laughs> I I don't know. Yes, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay then. Basically, that's what that—that's what your encapsulation is. It's a, it's a condom for your book. No, like no. what Dan Miles would say. But but Dan's thing is that. But then, uh, to go along with that story, I was giving Dan shit too because he's over here. He spent a hundred dollars to get Jay Lee to do a Darth Vader for him in his sketchbook, and so I started giving him the same shit back because Dan was like, "Well, what happens if you have a fire and you lose those books and?" And all that shit. I was like, Dan, you just spent a hundred dollars on a on a an, a sketch. What happens if you spill coffee on it? What happens if you're looking at it and you dump water on it? What happens if the guy doing it beforehand just like is sitting there drinking a cup of coffee while he's drawing and destroys your book? Or what happens if you're somewhere and there's a fire or you know sprinklers go off and your book gets wet? You're you're out all that money. What if Mexican banditos take it? Yeah, it's Mexican banditos. Yeah. It's yeah, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. See, yeah, it's just it's just a different piece of art that we're talking about, and the only difference with his thing is, you know, his has only gone for hours. Mine's gone for weeks. Right, and I I just like the fact that I can put mine in a floating frame, and it, they look they look nice, and you know they, they hang have nice they have they have nice CGC frames. And but I don't want to pay all that money to them, like. Like it, like it's ridiculous that if he wasn't gonna witness the signature, even though CGC was there or CBCS was there, it's ridiculous that they wanted to charge you another price on top of already standing there watching your shit get signed. You know, why couldn't they just be like, all right, we'll discount, we'll I'm gonna give you the signature verification for free because I was right there and I witnessed it, but I can't put it down as a witness. Like it should have been a free service. They shouldn't charge you on top of that. I'm just glad that I, I I took my you know my Spider-Man 300 was already a red labeled verified one, so I, I 
I, I said that's fine. I understood that one because there's no way that one can transfer over. But my other one, I was like, crap. You know, I want that to be a yellow because eventually my new goal, my goal is to have Rubenstein and Perez sign it. And I want to, wow. I just want to, I want to keep that with it. I don't know. It's just, I just think stuff just needs to be like, you know, like the Scott Steinerlein, they were very clear and they repeated it over and over again. They were very clear. So they told you as a group and then they told you again individually. You know, they were very clear in what their rules are. That just, that's just what needs to happen. I think that's just, it's just, it's better for the artist and writer. It's better for the fan. It's be, it's just, it's a better experience for everybody. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, CGC makes it, CBC, CGC and CBCS make a killing on that. Like, they yep. make a god-awful amount of money on grading books that really, they shouldn't because you sit in the book off forever, they have a couple people look at it, they put a grade on it, they print a label, and they send it back to you. Like, you're, you're paying a, a buttload of money for maybe $20 worth of work. <laughs> you know? If that. If that. Like, well, you know that the CGC has been testing out on-site grading. That so that means that they're they're encapsulating the book somehow. You know, yeah, I think that's the greatest thing for for people that want their books great. I think that's a that's the greatest thing ever made for 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 what you're paying for grading. It should be next day automatic on-site grading. You come to the convention the next day and you get your books. What's the most you ever paid, Kyle? You're paying that much to send them out for 12 weeks at a time. What do you mean the most I've ever paid? For a CGC. It's only like 30 bucks a book. Oh, really? Not bad. Yeah. No. But doesn't it, like, doesn't it get more expensive depending on the book? (laughs) Um, if it's well, no, super old, it costs a little more, but no. That's only $30 to grade it, right? That's not including the witness fee for them to witness the signature, um, whatever you have to pay to get the signature. Like, it wasn't it, what, at Comic-Con last year? Comic-Con last year, didn't Brian um, from uh, Tales from the Flip Side or whatever the fuck their podcast is called, he paid like $400 <laughs> to get New Mutants 98 gr- you know, witnessed and graded because of, of they're, they're charging a grading fee. And then, um, Mr. I can't draw feet. Rob Liefeld is charging a fee for a signature on top of a fee. If you're getting it graded, it, it just like, it's expensive and there's fee after hidden fee. There's more hidden fees than a cell phone plan. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you have like, I mean, Stan Lee's expensive like that too, for that reason. Because he has, you know, and it's the same thing as Rob Liefeld. Is the reason Stan Lee is so much, he's, he charges 160 to have a grade, and then he only lets this company facilitate it, so then they charge a fee for standing there. Well, yeah, and for me to get a Stan Lee like, signature like that uh, graded, it better be in a vial of his blood that somebody illegally took. <laughs> <laughs> Which the, is the out there. Better be, yeah, the ink better be in his blood if that's how it's much you're charge, because <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous price. Yeah. For greening books, like uh, what Frank Miller's a hundred dollars. I can go to a fucking Michaels and get three frames for ten bucks. So I'm spending ten bucks to get to frame three books versus, you know, 
thirty to forty dollars to CGC or CBCS one book. They added each their own. I mean, I understand. Like I said, I completely understand the reasoning behind grading and why people do it, and that's fine if that's what you're into. It's just, it's just not my bag, baby. A lot of money. It's just you know, it, it's it's hard to sell signed books that aren't graded. So that's if you something true. something comes up and hey, I've got this book, but it's signed, people are gonna go, oh, yeah, no thanks. You know what I mean? And then you're, I mean, if you plan on not ever selling your books, which most people should. Then it's not a big deal. But if you plan on, you know, I got that Walking Dead one signed. Oh, I didn't get it graded. People are going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to give you as much for it because now they're taking, you know, oh, I swear I was there. Yeah, I swear I was there, too. (laughs) But but now, though, what I've noticed in the community is people, if you're hardcore into this, you know what these people's signatures look like. So you're aware that you you can know you know that it's an authentic signature. I mean, people still, I just know people still won't buy it. Honestly, how many times, I mean, why would somebody forge a signature? I'd see a lot of people trying to do it. Really? I've never seen that before. Todd McFarland's, a lot of people try to forge his. I've seen a few on on Facebook, on some of the groups, they've popped up uh, uh, Stan Lee. Oh, well, I don't care about him. Well, I'm, it, it just, but, it just but that makes sense, yeah. And you don't know what people are thinking or trying to do. It's just like the old sports card thing when everybody was trying to sell the forged sports cards. Yeah, the King Griffey Jr. and stuff. Babe Ruth. That's like we, it, it bleeds over to all industries that get autographs. Yeah. That, but that's where, like, with my two Stan Lee signatures, I have a certificate of authenticity for both of them. Yeah, but you can make those. With his blood? With his blood, yeah. <laughs> Nerd blood. So, so, I mean, I just, I don't know if I ever come down to having to sell them, then I guess I have a decision I have to make. But right now, I just, I don't see, I, I prefer most art pieces more than I do being in, encapsulated in a piece of plastic. So, But I mean, even if you put them in a frame, they're encapsulated. Yeah, but I can still take them off the wall and open the frame up and you don't need to get a razor blade. Bags board and read them, right? I don't need to razor blade the shit out of it. <laughs> I just, it's the same though. Once you put it in a frame, you put it on the wall. It's the same. I don't have to give a give a six foot and 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 uh, every, every book foot. I have in, and every book I have encapsulated, I can read again. It's crazy. There's this thing called the internet, and yeah, but you it's go not on the same. Can, it's not it's, the same. No, it's not the same. You can't. You can't. But. Bringing a digital copy is completely different than holding the book in your hand. But if if you really need to read it that bad, if you're that hard up to read that graded book, my boners don't last that long. <laughs> I have to get a a quick one. And it's crazy too. There's this other crazy thing that happens is they 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 make more than one. Yeah, but so why you, would you, why would you want to rebuy the same book? If a lot of people do it. A lot of people spending, buy two copies. Yeah. You've never bought two issues of the same book? I have, but I'm not going to spend two, $300 on one book and be like, oh, man, look at this. I just got Spider-Man 121 for 200 bucks, and then get we'll it graded. Like, oh, let me go spy and buy another one. Yeah. You read it online. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's, it doesn't How feel the same. How often do you bust out your 121 to, and read it? To each his own, it's, it's all the same, man. How often do you bust out your 121 and read it? Whenever um, Matt gets a boner? Maybe <laughs> once, or, once or twice a month. 
I don't know. I just just read it online. It's like you said, man. It's to each their own. It's everyone's different, and everyone has different um, preferences. Preferences, yeah, preferences. And I'm not saying one's right versus the other. I'm just, I'm just telling you my preferences. But I mean, if you if it's encapsulated and you need to read it that bad, you can always go online. That's all I'm saying. No, I understand. This is like my. This is the I, thing with the grading. Is this is an argument. That can that can last for the the ages until the end of time because it, it's all in preference. So one one way isn't better than another. It's just all in what you prefer. There's a lot of people that prefer to get their stuff graded. I completely like, understand that. Like if you had that amazing fantasy fifteen, you would just bust it out and read it once a month. There's some books like I've stated in the past. There's some books that grading you get graded. Okay, now. Don't get it twisted. Amazing Fantasy 15, <laughs> oh, but, Action hey, Comics. But, and, but if you want to read it and you want to get that boner, no, you're, you're going to have to... I've just, but, <laughs> dude, that's that's like a Holy Grail book. That's that's like saying, oh, well, I got my Porsche 911 here, and I'm going to take that in the garage. shitty street versus my Toyota Corolla. So what's the difference if someone else's Holy Grail is 121? Well, I'm just... No, it's, there's... It's, that's your personal holy grail. There's certain books in the comic book world that are considered treasures, holy grails across the board. And Amazing Fantasy, Amazing Fantasy 15 is one of them. Action Comics number one is one of them. And Detective so you number go, one. You wouldn't go online and read that one? No, I, that one I would. I would buy the silver, the silver or thing. You, right, or you oh, buy oh, the... So, you, so you'd buy another copy? Or you buy the $1 <laughs> like reprint or you know i'm not gonna it. go buy another amazing fantasy 15 just to read it right uh, but i'm just saying there's there's certain books that i agree that that should be um graded and encapsulated and that's one of them because it's a holy grail book that could that could be your retirement book it's, you know that's that's ridiculous but the, what i'm saying is for people who go and like the fucking sea of people, they're gonna go buy Spider Man number one from Ryan Otley here in a couple of weeks and go get that CGC. That's that's ridiculous. Why would you Why would you get a random like Spider Man eight hundred, you know, autographed? Why would Why would you get like um, Spider Gwen thirteen autographed and 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 CGC? Like that that to me is a waste of money. Certain books. It makes perfect sense, but some books it's just like why you're, you mean you're wasting books? your money. Yeah, if you're gonna get a fodder book signed and, and then graded and graded, it's it's kind of pointless. It went from three dollars to ten dollars. Right. <laughs> I still haven't graded my um, uh, giant size one or Hulk one eighty one because those are signed and I I love them being raw my favorite see in your case since herb is dead yeah it's even worth more i i would have got i would get that one cgc or cbcs and signature verified just because he's dead and you can't get you can't get that book signed anymore i'm gonna get buried with those books anyway so it doesn't matter you're gonna get buried with those books yep like it, it actually the drawing he did for me for santana i should probably take it out of my book and actually frame up like that's the thing. This is a certain way. There's certain times I would do CGC, Kyle, but like on everyday Joe Schmo books, I I wouldn't do it. 
But you don't know. You have no idea when that Joe Schmo book is going to become a not Joe Schmo book. Well, I mean, it's pretty safe to say, unless it's like a first appearance of someone or something along those lines, it's you, why would it go up in crazy value? If it's not like a death or a first appearance or, or anything like that. Like Walking Dead number one, absolutely. I would get that graded. Amazing Fantasy 15, without question. You know, I haven't done my Spider-Man 121 because there's still enough of those out in the wild where if something were to happen to mine, I could get it again. You know, it, it's, it's just preference, man. Like, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that people who, who like to grade are wrong. I'm just saying that personal preference is I choose not to grade my books. Yeah. I do it because if something happens, I don't have to argue with somebody about it, it being what it is. That's true. You're absolutely So if right. something comes up, so, you know, we both had a 121 signed by Stan Lee, and we both had to sell it because something happens. Mine is verified that that person signed it, and it, and there's a grade. I'm not arguing over a grade. My 9.2, your 9.2 is an 8.5 to me. Then there's no arguments. It's I can official. put it up. I can say, it, I can say this, this is it. This is what happened, and that's why. I, that's that's the reason why I do it. I don't do, like I don't get non-signed books graded. I only get signed ones because then, if if it comes down to the case where I have to do something, then I have that. Hey, I you know, this is what it is, and this is for sure, and there's no arguments, and there's no, there's no guesswork, there's no nothing to it. I don't have to say, I swear I was there. Look, I have a picture. I don't have to do any of that. Nope. I have paperwork and I have everything backing up saying that I actually did it. Because you can make you can make certificates of authenticity. I can make one right now <laughs> and write whatever I want on it. Well, it depends because a lot of them, like mine, have the it's the certificate cart and then it has like a little sticker your j scott uh, sticker one of those file well yeah like the j scott you can't, one you there. can't make stickers then, well when you pull it off it says void underneath it you can't make those i'm just i'm just saying that i, I wouldn't know how to go about making those i'm not i'm not a fucking forger but 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 there there's my point there's people that are yeah and it's just it's just easier if something came down to it there's it's just easier to It'll be easier for me to sell stuff if I have to. Not saying I want to or I'm going no, to. No, and, and I 100% agree with you, but I'm just saying that's, that's like I said, we could have sit here and have this argument for, for a lifetime. It's it's all in personal preference. But I, 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 like I defended you against Dan. I completely understand why you're doing it because Dan's whole point was how does that change the value of it? It's only worth what someone's going to pay for it. And I said, well, the market has a specific set value for it, and He's like, well, it's only worth what someone's going to pay for it. No, it's worth what you're going to sell it for. But that's any—that's anything that you right. sell. Exactly. Like he used—he used the example of his car. Now, I don't want to—I I don't like his car. I didn't—you know—it's a nice car, but it's not one that I would own. So, if I wouldn't pay twenty thousand dollars for it, I would give you twenty dollars for it. So, to me, that car is only worth twenty dollars. Right. Exactly. It's—it's it's the same thing. But it just—you know—you know how picky comic book any collector of anything is so when it comes time to having to exchange money and product with somebody on a collectible the more secure you are with it the easier it is to sell 
That's when it boils yeah. down to it. Well, I mean, in a lot of wiki, well, I shouldn't say a lot of, but a lot of the um, wiki pages for these creators now have signatures, copies of their signature on them, so you can see what their signature looks like too, to make to try to verify yourself. But I understand what you're saying. It's and it's, it's even easier to forge. Yeah, it's worth it's worth you know to you the extra money, so that way if you, something happens and you have to sell your books, you don't have to go through the hassle of dealing with people. And I, I completely get it. I have a friend who deals in signatures. I'm going to call him right now. <laughs> okay, Rick. <laughs> this isn't Pawn Stars. Right. <laughs> That's what it's sounding like. <laughs> so. <clears throat> but it's just that age-old argument that every comic book fan has. Uh, to I see grade it on, or not I to grade. I see it on Facebook about three times a day. There's, yeah, see? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think people do it just to troll could arise, yeah. Degrade, degrade or not degrade? That's the ultimate question. But all right, we talked about I think this. If it, I, I think it's the only books that are worth it for for whatever reason that you have for it. Like I just wouldn't buy, you know, every book I own. I'm not going to send off to be graded. Right, and I'm. But I'm. That's why I was. That's what I'm saying. Was saying. Some people, some people do that. Some people buy the stupidest books and send them off to get graded. It, it's just like why would you get, why would you get something that Stanley never did? Why would you get him to sign that or something that nobody ever so did? Annoying. Why would you get him to sign that? It was always so annoying. Like <laughs> Galapian, when we were, I was in line, um, getting signatures from Scott Snyder, Capullo, and him. I had another book under there that I didn't realize was there, and Galapian's like, I didn't work on this. So I'm not signing it. I was like, oh, sorry, dude. I didn't even realize it was under there. It must have been stuck to the back of one. And yeah, I bought a print that it's the cover to Batman 1, Capullo. So Capullo and Snyder signed it, which is weird because he inked the original. It's weird that he didn't, when it comes to that print, that they had somebody else ink it. I thought that was weird. Because he, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have this, I got this. You saw it. It's it's like black and white, and it's the it, the cover to number one. And uh, yeah, and it, I was like, oh okay. But I was like, how did I even know? Like, I have that book signed by all three of them. I just assumed that it kind of that continuity kind of followed. Right, but you you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see more and more creators do that, and they're not gonna sign shit that they didn't do. Well, they shouldn't sign it. Right, I agree. But then you got people like Stan Lee that'll just sign anything. Yeah, well, he's blind. Well, and well, you're paying, after $160, you're paying customer. Well, Tony Moore. Tony Moore kind of did the same thing to you. You wanted him to sign your Walking Dead 100, and he said, I didn't work on that. And you said, I mean, you had to convince him by saying, look, without a Walking Dead number one, there would be no 100. So you are directly, you did have something to do with it. And he was like, you got me, and he signed it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, you can't say that. You know, you can't go to Tinian and be like, "Look, sign this Batman." You know, sign, sign Batman number one for me. Why? Well, because without you, nope, doesn't work. Because no. he was a long line of artists or writers. You know, but she's a nice guy. He's a super nice guy. But in an announcement. But like Scott Snyder gets that credit and Capullo get that credit because they basically took Batman, revamped it, and re you know 
reshot it into the stars for today's reader through New 52. I still don't get that metal Batman. Well, Batman metal is completely different. I'm talking like he he rejuvenized or re-energized the character with the New 52. Oh, okay. Like introducing the Court of Owls. He he re re-energized the Batman franchise. Oh, oh, I I should mention this. Remember, I had a hole in the wall. It finally got patched yes. up and painted. It only took like it took three months, six months. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Right. Why did it take so long, Jose? Because the guy who was doing the um, who who was doing the pipes, he had to fix it. So it took him that long to come back. That sucks. I painted it yesterday or today. So, but all right, sorry. enough of enough of, of no, you're good. <laughs> enough of Comic Con. Enough of the the grading argument because, like I said, it's it's an argument that you see on it's Facebook a never ending or, circle. Yeah, it's a never ending argument, and you 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 know, and it's one of those arguments where you can argue to a stalemate, and people are still going to try to argue it. Because it's like I don't. I don't understand why I I started a sketchbook and I don't understand why like Jose and Dan and all you guys get sketchbooks. I understand it's original art and it's original to you, but you're paying a shit ton of money for something that can be destroyed just as easily, you know, or, or the same thing is it's not verified. So if you try to sell it, who's going to buy it from you? And it sits in a drawer most of the time. Right. So it's to me, that's like a waste of, Hundred dollars. I spent a hundred and ten dollars on a figure t- at at Comic Con. I looked it up. It's going for anywhere between a hundred or hundred and twenty to two hundred online, and they're not making it anymore. I saw it at Comic Con for hundred and ten, and I bought it. I had a little bit of of regret buying it. Kyle saw my butthole get tighter and tighter and tighter as I was, <laughs> was pulling it? out the money to buy it. Uh, it was a Dragon Ball figure. Nerd. But yep. <laughs> <laughs> but. Kyle watched Kyle watched my butthole go to <laughs> my butthole pucker as I sat there and thought about pulling out the money to do it, and I finally pulled the trigger on it. And Kyle but, laughed. No. I asked him how his butthole tasted in his throat because that's yeah. how far he sucked it up. <laughs> but it's just it's all in what it's worth to you. Man. Yeah, exactly. That's what it all boils but, down to. If you're happy with what you're buying, then you're, that's perfect. That's how I feel about my sketchbook. But yeah, so. The, the, yeah, I was the like how, how many how many sketchbooks do you have, Jose? Um, I'm on I'm on my fifth one. What do you are are you gonna like do something with them? Well, some of the the past ones that I've that I've gotten, I actually put them in frames and hung them up. And then recently, I started. Um, I I don't know. I I've been at my job for over a year and a half. I never once thought about this, but I have a twenty thousand twenty thousand dollar scanner. I just started scanning my my all my art in like high def. It's really nice. But um, watch the next show. Jose talks about how he got fired for using the twenty thousand dollars <laughs> scanner. I'm a supervisor. Doesn't matter. I'm the one who says if it's okay or not. You told someone else no as you're doing it. <laughs> no, I'm only doing it by myself. I didn't tell anybody. I, I'm sure you always do it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo uh, but like a bunch of other like a lot of the sketches 
I don't have enough room, obviously, to hang them all up. But like certain certain ones, I do hang up, like the prize ones. Like like I have a, I have a Bruce Tim or a um, um, Adam Hughes, and I'm afraid to actually put them up. I rather just leave them in the, in the sketchbook. But I just like have them on my desk. Like once in a while, I'll look through it and say, "Oh, I remember this. I remember this." And it's cool, like, you know, showing them up to like a couple of my friends. I'm like, "Oh, look here. Here's my book," and they look through it. And they're, you know, it, it, it's awesome, like being able to show it off. And I have memories with each photo, and I can tell you how I got each each one every single time. So it's more like a like a memory thing than anything else. And I'll probably get bare with those anyways because nobody else will want them. <laughs> That's the cool thing about collecting and conning and going to cons is, is you get to do it your own way and there's no wrong way to do it. Nope. That's right. There's no wrong way to be a collector. Just assholes who nope. uh, want to judge on it. Yep. Just, just want to be a judgmental asshole. Yep. But all right, so let's go ahead and uh, get moving on. Let's get cover some news here, so that way we can get out of here for the night and go enjoy the rest of our beautiful Memorial Day. Um, let's see. Adult Swim confirms that the Venture Bros will return in the summer of 2018. Hank Dean, Brock, and the Professor are set to return for a seventh season this summer. As confirmed by the network responsible for the program, Adult Swim, no specific dates have been provided at this time. Um, in a little speculation news, the future Terry McGinnis has long since taken over the mantle of Batman, but the role of Robin has remained vacant for years. After all, this is uh, a world where superhero costumes of, uh, of days past remain under glass, solemn memorial, and Wayne Manor stands vacant. All that is about to change in Batman Beyond number 20, where a new Robin is crowned, and he receives his very first official Robin costume from Batman Bruce Wayne himself. I got that issue, and I haven't read it yet. Did you get that issue? Yeah, I have it. Nice. It just came out uh, Wednesday. Nice. Hmm. Um, and the, the Virgin the Virgin B cover is freaking... It's freaking cool looking. Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks to play the classic villain in Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. According to Hollywood Reporter, the Oscar-winning actor is in talks to play Mysterio... A foe fans have long hoped to see make the jump to live action. Uh, it has officially been confirmed that Woody Harrelson is going to play Carnage, a.k.a. Clayus Cassidy, in the Venom movie. So he's been cast as Carnage for that movie. I'm going to so have to pass on the Jake Gyllenhaal thing. Why? I, I don't like him. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He was awesome in Don, Donnie Darko. He was. He's been awesome in a lot of movies. You liked him in Brokeback I mean, Mountain, didn't you, Jose? I was about to say that to you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you to it, motherfucker. Uh, he was cool in Bubble Boy. Yeah, Bubble Boy is pretty funny. <laughs> of course you'll love that. Um, and then, Have you ever wondered why Batman the Animated Series ended at the height of its popularity? Was it due to poor ratings, or did the cast members start leaving? Well, according to the voice of Batman himself, the answer is none of the above. During a panel at the MCM Comic Con in London, the voice actor revealed uh, that they didn't stop making the show because the audience wasn't there 
or the actors weren't there. Uh, Kevin Conroy began to explain, they stopped really because the creators ran out of ideas for stories and they didn't want to compromise the quality of what they had to start um, creating kind of silly stories. The voice actor revealed that he'd love to return to a reboot and believes that the entire cast would feel the same way. So there you go. If you ever wonder why Batman the Animated Series was canceled, it was because they did not want to jeopardize the, the integrity of the series by making some goofy bullshit. So I applaud them for that. So I all the too. other like 600 issues of those comics have no stories that they could have well, used? They just ran out. I guess they just ran out of content. I, I don't know. You'd have to ask the creators about that one. I'd rather them do that. Ask than Bruce Tim about a, that. A crap product. When you see Bruce Tim at San Diego Comic Con, Jose, you make sure to ask him about that. Right, I'll ask him. Make sure you don't stay in San Diego longer than you're welcome <laughs> again this year, and don't steal any <laughs> people's food on the beach. I'm gonna sleep in Bruce Tim's uh, table while he's not there. You gonna sleep under his table? Yeah, while he's not there. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep under Bruce Tim's table. <laughs> Whoa. That's all the news I had. Is there anything else you guys wanted to <laughs> talk about? This that was it? it. Two things? That, that was it. It was a couple things, yeah. That's the only thing that happened? That, there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, let me see. <laughs> they, uh, Marvel canceled Cable. Well, yeah, there's that too. The, the comic book series. They got like 10 more issues and they're done. Mm-hmm. I didn't read it anyway, so it really it doesn't matter to me either way. Spider-Gwen is coming to an end. Finally. Good. Finally. Um, Super Suns is going to relaunch. I'm, this, I'm happy this about fall that. With the new number one. Yeah. When DC, when DC reboots everything? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just not a, like everything that uh, is out there is stuff we've already talked about. Like, I'm really trying not to, to focus on Stan Lee anymore. You don't um, think uh, you think uh, Woody Harrelson's going to do a good job? I do. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job with Cassidy. I think it's going to be awesome, Oscar-worthy performance. Just like I think Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. give an Oscar-worthy performance as Mysterio. No, Oscar-worthy. Uh, all right, when we Nothing, see him at the Oscars, I will come back and eat crow. But anything is going to be better than uh, your boy Jared Leto as the Joker. <laughs> right. So he's going to so, give an Oscar-worthy performance, my friend. So you remember uh, how uh, I did my last trivia? And thanks for everybody for showing up. <laughs> or submitting questions. Yeah. And he did. But, well, you know, I understand it takes people a long time. Our timelines, you know, just like I'm going to talk about my DC trivia I'm doing in two days. I mean, I understand people take a long time to, to finally get to listen to it. But I... I I re, so I revamped it because I made it really super hard. Remember I was telling you that? Yeah. So what I've done is I've... I've what I've done is instead of making all those in separate categories, what I did was I did a little like DC history slash like general knowledge. And then what I did was I took all those categories from the Marvel one and I used each category and I made eight questions. So I did like uh, uh, what I did was so I did was like round round one I said was it's going to be DC history slash general knowledge and then round two is Superman so I did eight questions about Superman you know first appearance who created him 
you know, what planet did he come from? I made it super I can't easy believe too. you gave that hack an entire round to himself. Mm. I did. I gave super... Well, now this is the way I went about it is... So the way I went about the Marvel one was I went with the comic book fan in mind. So what I've gone with the DC one is I've gone with more of a casual comic book fan in mind. So like I did, I did who created me? When was my first appearance? Where did I come from? What's my alter ego? Who is my love interest? Who's my worst enemy? And if they, someone killed them, who killed them? Those are my eight questions. So I did it for Superman. I did it for Batman. So Batman was same thing. First appearance, who created me? And then I did who's everybody that's played me. I did for Batman since there's like eight people that's played him. The, the old you know serials? Yeah, I, I went back. There's eight people that's... I went back to the, the everybody who's played Batman. Okay. I'll be interested to see if people actually know who created Batman, if they if they know what two parties created it instead of just Bob Kane. So I, I have both of them down, of course. But, you know, and I did the same thing. You know, I did... for So for Batman, I did first appearance... Who created me? Who's everybody that's played me? Who's my alter ego? Who, who's my, you know, who's my biggest enemy? Um, and then I kind of threw into it. I said, Batman holds the title for most appearances in comics. How many is it? I'm going to do it within 300. How many appearances he's been in? 300? That's a lot. Fuck. Guess. I, it's way over 300. It no, is. Well, between. I'm doing it within... I'm doing it within no, yeah. 300. Oh, within 300. So your guess is I'll give you points for it if you get it within 300. Yeah, then that means it's got to be huge. What? I mean, what do you think it is? Um, Appearances? Sure. Shit. Let's see. 4,500? 4, it's more. Oh, jeez. <laughs> more, really? It's it. Yeah, it's actually more than it's like it's above six thousand. Oh my god! So eighty two hundred. Yeah. It's sixty two hundred. Oh, wow! Wow! Right. So and then I went and then of course since it's DC and it's me, I had to do a whole Nightwing, uh, a whole Nightwing section. And I did the same thing for Nightwing, and then I also did uh, I did I did the Flash. I did Barry Allen. And then I did, and then I did, who said this? So then I went back to the movies, and I took movie quotes. That's which is a, Which is a lot harder than Marvel, because there's so many to pick from. There's a lot less movie quote, you know what I mean? I, I don't have as much variety for DC as I do for Marvel. You know what I mean? I have a lot of movies to pick from for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there, there's... A, so, like, I didn't do, like, a Watchmen quote. I didn't do, you know what I mean? I didn't do, like, V for Vendetta. I didn't do any of that stuff. I, but that those are my, and then I, I'm doing a, uh, and then a visual round. Those are my rounds. So, I thought that might uh, be easier for the, more for not the super hardcore person, but more for, you know, the casual person, which... So it kind of caters to everybody. So there's there's questions that are going to be just for people who know, like, you know, first appearances and who created me. But then there's more general ones for just people that might know. You know, like if you watch the the show, you will probably be able to get most of the Flash questions. 
Yeah. So. I, because th- you know, if you would have seen the look on a lot of people's faces while they were playing the Marvel one, they uh, it was they pretty didn't hard. Know what was going on? Huh. Hmm. A lot, yeah. Like there was, there was a couple rounds where I had eight questions, and some of the questions had two and three parts, and they only got like two out of the eight questions. So I'm doing it to try to keep more people involved because there's a, a couple teams left in the middle of it, and I don't know if they left because it was hard or because they were just they were done with their evening. But so I'm trying to do it uh, so that it keeps people more engaged. Because that's stuff you know. So, like, when I did movie quotes, I, you know, some of the movie, you know, I did, you know, like, Batman. And I even did, like, a Gene Hackman one. Nice. So, I kind of, I tried to keep it. Most people have seen movies. That's why I tried to keep the movies in there. So, like I said, anybody who, whenever this gets put out, if it gets put out before Wednesday, and you guys want to come... Come, because I'm actually I'm actually hosting it, so I'm going to be the one actually reading the questions and and messing up your guys' scores. Hmm. <laughs> we appreciate so you, you messing up our scores, Kyle. Right. So if you guys can make it, anybody out there, just message me and I'll and I'll let you know where to go. And if you're on Facebook and you you find it on Facebook, there's you can figure out where to go. <laughs> But if you want to go, message me. I'll tell you where it's at. Nice. I think sounds so. sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm not much of a public speaker, so it's. I'm really. Time to sign. Good I, job. You I'm nervous about job. it. You're gonna do fine. You're gonna do just fine, but, buddy. Like with the Marvel one, I was talking to people like you do a podcast. I said, yeah, but I'm only usually talking to one or two people, and that's it. Yeah. I'm only usually talking to you guys. So that's easier than talking to... A room full of people. Uh, staring at you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Waiting. Waiting to hear what you have to say. So, oh, well. It'll be fun. But come out if you guys can. I hope you guys you come watch, out. Are you watching Raw? No. What? No. I'm listening oh. to you. I'm. I have Raw on the TV. Dude just threw a ladder at another dude. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you're paying our. I'm glad you're giving our our listeners all the attention they deserve, Kyle. <laughs> I just looked over. I said that dude's got a big like a like a six foot aluminum ladder. He just threw at another dude. Um. All right. Well, that'll do. It. Before we go, and we call out our show for this week. Um, I want to give a shout out to longtime listener Max Scotty, who decided to send us a, a Facebook message. We appreciate your support, Mac. And we appreciate that you've been listening to us for over a year, and that you're trying to get go back through the back catalog. That's always you can get exciting. that. That's gonna be a record. You can get the time yeah. back <laughs> for li- you can, uh, listening to us. Go back and listen to when our show was in its prime and was actually still good. Yeah, when it was funny. <laughs> but it was actually funny. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I want to appreciate you for your support and and joining the the army or the family or whatever we decided to call you guys. I don't even know right now. Wasn't the um, all you awesome people that listen to us? Yeah, the awesome people. Wasn't the roommate in, in the old show? 
The roommate was in the old show, yes. <laughs> it's been a long time since the roommate was, was on the show, probably pre-Jose Stroke. Is he still alive? Baby Strokes. Yeah, he's still alive. Hey. Okay. But I don't think we even call him the roommate anymore, do we? No. We just deal with refer to him at all because he's not part of it. <laughs> the stranger. The stranger. The guy in the house. <laughs> the guy in the house. <laughs> But that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Jose. And we will see you next week.